to give something in return. So the energy we get, the life we get from the nature must be spent back to the nature, not to sell it back. So if you expect something in return, you are selling, you are bargaining. You got something free, but you are selling it back. Karma Yoga is our duty. We are bound to do selfless action. If we do that, we are not bound by the results by the reaction. We do not sin anymore. But instead if we try to sell everything we get free and we pay the price, we get the punishment. How? By way of ups and downs, pleasure and pain. Pleasure also is a way, in a way punishment. Because it paves way for the future pain. Hmm? Those who have heard the Raja Yoga lectures last night, might be remembering this. Even the so-called pleasure is not really pleasure. It's mixed with pain. It began with pain, it ends with pain. When you get a little pleasure by acquiring something, it always brings in the anxiety of losing it the fear of losing what you got. So the pleasure is mixed with fear, anxiety. The moment you get it, oh, how can I retain it? How can I protect it from somebody taking it away? Or from breaking it, from losing it? The anxiety comes along with the pressure. And if you lose it, not only the thing goes, but your joy also, your peace also goes with that. It's a double loss. Why? Because you wanted it badly, you want to retain it, then you lose. It's a double loss. You lose, you have lost the thing that you tried to possess. And along with the thing, you have lost your peace. The mind also is lost. You become crazy, you become uh, much disturbed. Oh, I lost it, I lost it, I lost it. Hmm? What did you lose really? You lost only the thing. But why should you lose the mind also with that? Is it not a double loss? The thief might have taken your money, but not your mind. Who is responsible for losing the mind? Not the thief. If you blame the thief, the thief will come and say, Well, sir, I took only the money. I never took your peace. Huh? That's U.S. You lost it. You are responsible for that. So, if you do not expect things in return, you retain your peace. So all the expectations are in other ways you appoint to get something in return. You make appointments. Well, I am doing this and I must get this. That's your appointment. So when you make appointments, you are paving the way for disappointments. So karma means 
actions done with appointment for the future disappointment and karma yoga means actions without any appointment and no disappointment so those who care to get disappointment should appoint something if you do not want to be disappointed no appointment that is the glory of karma yoga expect not anything from anybody become a giver there is always a joy in giving 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 don't expect anything when you have so much to give why should you wait to get people who have brain can give brain who have physical strength can spend their physical strength for the service of the humanity who have money can give money who have at least nice words can give nice words for the benefit of the humanity this reminds me of a saint by name subramanya bharati who was a contemporary of arabindo to say nidhi mihuttavar potkuvaidari see we have a great mission to achieve we want the help from everybody so those who have plenty of money give heaps of money potkuvaidari heaps of gold nidhi mihuttavar those who are multi millionaires send heaps of gold potkuvaidarir nidhi kuraindavar kasugaldarir if you are not that rich give cent kasu give a cent it's equally good aduvum mattavar if you do not have even that vaichal arulir say a nice word by your nice word you can inspire me you can encourage me and you can help others to give so we we have plenty to give in many ways but unfortunately we don't see that many people even to give a word but they give the word in the opposite way oh, i don't you know there are crazy people how many thousands of people have come like Don't waste your money on them, man. Go and spend somewhere. Go to Las Vegas. You'll enjoy. That is their vital. That is their gift. They even stop somebody who wants to give. So we can always give. There is there is plenty to give. One cares to give. That is the nature. Because the nature gives, and we are all parts of nature. So by giving we always enjoy we are really happy not by acquiring not by receiving but if you receive receive with the idea of giving it back in several fold think that you have to give it back before you receive that is karma yoga so it doesn't bother about about what action you do you do anything you want It all becomes karma yoga and the real benefit as i said is the 
happiness, of having done something. That is there always. You feel happy that you have done your duty. Well, I did my duty. Nobody can take away that happiness from you. That is your own. You can never be unhappy. If we see such selfless people more in the world, we will be able to see a heaven in the world. In every field, we should have more of these selfless people. And more particularly in the political field. The people should be completely selfless. They must be renunciates. They must be yogis. Such a country is fortunate. You will see peace prevailing in that country. No one needs go out and shout, I'm going to fight for peace. It is there always. Wherever there is dedication, there is sacrifice, there is joy and peace. Because they go together. So let our entire life be a karma yoga. A life of giving, 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 giving and loving. When you, if you think that you are going to receive happiness by giving, you are mistaken. Then you are right in saying that it's still a karma, not a karma yoga. The fact is that you are not receiving happiness in return. Why should you receive happiness? It is yours always. By not expecting anything in return, you are not disturbing your happiness, which is already in you. By expecting something in return, you disturb your happiness. So you are not receiving, you are enjoying your happiness by Karma Yoga. Probably I might have said to explain, to make you feel that the happiness is yours, which might have given rise to think that you are receiving happiness. It's not receiving. It is always yours. The peace or the happiness is always in you. You are of that nature. That is your possession. That is why when you are unhappy, you yourself say, oh, I am a bit disturbed. You say it, I am, a di I am disturbed. Yes, all right, you are disturbed. From what condition? Hmm? From what condition you are disturbed? From an undisturbed condition you are disturbed now. Hmm? That itself shows that you were in a peaceful state before and you got disturbed. Why? Because of your expectation. Because you wanted something and you didn't get it, you were disturbed. So before the want, you were undisturbed, you were at ease and peace. By that want, you got disturbed, 
And then when you get the thing what you wanted, you say, I'm happy now. So what happened? You regained your peace. But you mistake the peace to be one that came from the thing that you wanted to possess. The thing didn't give you the peace. You got your peace back. You disturbed it and you got it back. You regained it. That is why you say, I am fulfilling my want. My want is fulfilled. See, if you imagine the mind is like a peaceful lake, it is all in peace. A waveless lake. Somehow a stone is thrown in, in the form of a want. So I want it. Why? Because the I wanted it. It saw this in the showcase and the I wanted it and so you say I want it. So the moment you put the want in the peaceful lake, what happens when you throw a stone? The stone falls to create a depression. Is it not? Huh? That's why you say, oh, I'm depressed. Huh? Huh? <laughs> I'm depressed terribly. Why? Because you threw a want. If you have not thrown that want, you would not have depressed. You use the very same language. I am depressed. So then you try hard to fulfill the depression. Huh? You created a want and you are trying to fulfill the want. What is the idea of fulfilling? There is a depression to be filled. How do you fill it? Not with the thing that you get. When you get the thing, you get the satisfaction. Oh, I got it. So I want it created the depression. I got it. Fulfilled the depression. That is all. Just these two words. When you are unhappy, you wanted something. When you are happy, you got it back. You want it, you got it. By want, you got depression. By gutting, you got satisfied, fulfilled. And no want, no depression. Huh? And no fulfilling. So you are always the same. So can you say that the thing, after fulfilling the want, I got peace from that? No. You regained your peace. You go back to your old condition. Keep this in mind and try to use this key to analyze all your problems, all your depressed states. Whenever you are unhappy, question yourself. Why? 
am I unhappy? How was I before this unhappiness? What created this unhappiness? You will invariably come to know that you created a want. You expected something from somebody. Something to happen. And it didn't happen, so you are unhappy. You lost your happiness. So it is a why. Why should I lose my happiness? After all, by getting it, I am going to be happy. So why should I become happy after getting it? Instead, I can be happy by forgetting it. <laughs> Either you be happy by getting it, or by forgetting it. <laughs> Easy way, no? But to get it is rather difficult. You have to work hard. But to forget it, it is just your business. Which is easier, to get or to forget? The easiest way to get is forget. That's why forgetting is forgetting. <laughs> forgetting, you forget. How simple it is. The key is there along with the lock. <laughs> Only you should know the numbers well. Put them right, it opens. What is that lock? You call it? Huh? Combination lock. So just combine that combination is called yoga. <laughs> Combination means putting together, putting it in the order. That is yoga. A little discipline in the name of yoga, combine everything. You open the lock, problem is opened, solved. The key is inside the lock, it is a bit disturbed. It's not arranged. So, rearrange it. That is what is karma yoga. So you are not getting anything from outside. In fact, if you get anything from outside, you are sure to lose it again. It is relative. Anything that comes will go. And anything that goes will come. That's why don't expect anything to come from outside. Even the words of masters, they only help you to know yourself. To kindle up what is inside already. They are not going to give you anything new. No master has given you anything new. No. They have only given you, showed you the way to find out from within. To find out what is your own. The kingdom is within you. The words of the prophets just remind you, to tell you don't go and search outside, just turn in and tune on, you see the kingdom, because that is Jewish, they have forgotten it, something like somebody searching for his own nose, I say, where is it, they have forgotten my nose, where is it, he goes around all over, huh? then he 
by chance he goes in front of a mirror to say, ah, yes, it is here, I got it back. He never lost it. He has forgotten that it is here already, sticking out. The mirror didn't give him the nose back. It just showed him that he is having the nose already. So the words of the sages and saints and prophets are like mirrors. They just tell you that you have it already, just look. So we are not going to get anything from outside. It's always inside, just a matter of knowing. They have forgotten it. 